I guess guess that's why. Yep. Well, let's wish him well for sure. And in the meantime, you can call us at 800-969-9352. We'd certainly like to hear from you. Uh, this is Monday, which, of course, means we'll be hearing from Lionel uh, after 6, which I always love to figure out what Lionel's going to be talking about. wonder if he'll get into the Roe v. Wade thing today. I have a feeling he will. I'm sure a lot of people are talking about it up in New York, and I'm sure he's going to have something to say about it. Yeah, that's a huge thing. By the way, in case you missed it, the Lightning took the silver medal last night, Hmm. unfortunately. We're beaten by the Avalanche 2-1. Well, that was so depressing to watch that and... Started off strong. Yeah. Yeah. Started out one to nothing, and then Avalanche tied it, and then they beat them. And, but I mean, you know, the whole thing is, um, they're the second best in the NHL. Of course, they were trying for the three-peat, which didn't happen, but still, it's when you're second best in the NHL, that's not bad. And I'm already looking forward to next season. Me too. I feel like we did good enough for a boat parade still, though, right? Like, we were that, this close. I feel like That we... was the first thing I thought about we lost. <laughs> well, there goes the boat I parade. Know. And I get so sad. I, I mean, obviously, I want the Tampa Bay Lightning to win. It's great for the city, but I really wanted that boat parade. The boat parade. You and I are alike. That's I know. the first thing I was thinking about <laughs> last night when Me that too. was over. I thought, well, there goes the boat parade. That was my first thought, too. Like, darn, no boat parade. Well, well, the good thing is the Rays beat the Pirates 4-2, swept them. I think I saw that that was the first time they've ever swept the Pirates. So that's good. They're starting to look pretty good, and they're off tonight, but they got the Twins here tomorrow night. This is going to be a boring night. don't have any baseball or hockey or anything. But um, had they won, had the Bolts won last night, they'd be playing again tomorrow night. But... What the heck? Wait till next year. That's what you always say. Wait till next year for sure. I would like to hear from some. I was thinking maybe we ought to do a Twitter poll to get your position on the um, whether or not you're in favor of the Supreme Court ruling on Roe v. Wade or against it. We could do that. Yeah. I got a feeling it'll be heavily in favor of it with our listeners i'm not sure that's why i'm kind of curious as to which it'll be i just put it up so it's on our twitter at wfla news how did you do that that quickly i swear i am quick on my phone you certainly are (laughs) quick on your phone that's unbelievable the millennial in me unfortunately (laughs) well anyway we would like to hear from you on it too on the phone or you can text us at 82945 and start your text with WFLA and uh, just do it as quickly as you can here. It's 10 after 5 and time to check in on traffic with John Thomas. So Justice Clarence Thomas may be hinting at what could be next for the U.S. Supreme Court. He has his sights set on a number of other cases beyond the abortion rights issue. 
uh, in his opinion that was issued during the Roe v. Wade uh, ruling, he said that uh, gay marriage, birth control, and some other rights that people have may be worth revisiting. And it sparked a lot of concern among uh, groups, uh, including you know the gay community and some others, that there could be some other rights that the Supreme Court might change down the road. Got fairly conservative Supreme Court, and that's got the Democrats and some liberals a little concerned. Absolutely, and you know whether or not that it comes to pass probably depends on the kind of cases that are brought and what which cases the Supreme Court actually hears. Uh, but you can bet that a number of states uh, will be bringing those kind of cases in an attempt to make those changes. And now that they've seen that the Supreme Court is willing to take uh, dramatic action. Um, some of the more conservative states are likely to pass laws that uh, will be up for review at the U.S. Supreme Court. But at least they put uh, Roe v. Wade basically down to the state level. That's Let right. the states decide. Their legislatures, their governors, and uh, a lot of people feel what DeSantis has come up with here in our legislature is a pretty good one, 15 weeks uh, unless, well, I think they do need some tweaking on it for rape and incest and things like that no maybe. no but, exceptions for rape or incest right now i know they need to perhaps do that i think but now they did pass that before the ruling uh getting rid of roe versus wade so it is very possible that the legislature could come back maybe not this year but in the next session next session uh, you know in the next year and pass more restrictive abortion rules if they so chose. They could actually ban it if they wanted to. Oh, let's hope not. And <laughs> all hell break loose. Well, you know, a lot of states are are already doing that, Jack, with these trigger laws. You know, the uh, yeah. the the laws that that go into effect basically on the contingent that if Roe versus Wade was overturned, abortion immediately becomes banned in in those states. Yeah. And I believe there's like 13 or so states that that are looking at those issues right now and they're trying to figure out the legalities of the whole thing. Um so a number of states are going to, you know, have abortion banned uh right away. Uh yeah. or at least very soon. And so we'll see what the effects are of that and and how that impacts states that don't have abortion. We know that, you know, some clinics and places like New York and Illinois and those states are bracing for a big influx of people coming in from other states. Oh, yeah, definitely. You so. know, to get those services. Well, we will have more with Chris Strinkman coming up here at the bottom of the hour, nine minutes. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Jack. It's 521. Time to check in now with John Thomas in traffic. Saturday Saint Movement and his brother Hiram Smith are killed by a mob at the Carthage, Illinois jail. 1864 in the Civil War, Confederate forces defeat Union forces during the Battle of Kenesaw Mountain during the Atlanta Campaign. 1895, the inaugural run of the Baltimore and Ohio Railroad's Royal Blue from Washington, D.C. to New York City, first passenger train to use electric locomotives. George Carl sent me some stuff on a little uh, broader information on that one. There's even a a museum up in Baltimore dedicated to that. 1898, the first solo circumnavigation of the globe is completed by Joshua Slocum from Briar Island, Nova Scotia. 1914, the Illinois Monument is dedicated at Cheatham Hill in what is now Kenesaw Mountain National Battlefield Park. 1941, Romanian authorities launch one of the most 
violent programs in Jewish history in the city of Lasik, resulting in the murder of at least 13 and a quarter thousand Jews. 1950, the U.S. decides to send troops to fight in the Korean War. 1957, Hurricane Audrey makes landfall near the Texas-Louisiana border, killing over 400 people, mainly in and around Cameron, Louisiana. 1974, President Richard Nixon visits the Soviet Union. 1976, Air France Flight 139 is hijacked en route to Paris by Palestinian terrorists and redirected to Entebbe, Uganda. 1982, Space Shuttle Columbia launched from the Kennedy Space Center on the final research and development flight mission. 1991, two days after it had declared independence, Slovenia is invaded by Yugoslav troops tanks and aircraft, starting a 10-day war. 2007, Tony Blair resigns as British Prime Minister, a position he'd held since 1997, and as Chancellor Gordon Brown succeeds him. 2013, the NASA launches the Interface Region Imaging Spectrograph, a space probe to observe the sun. And finally, locally, in 1549, Christian missionary father Luis Conquer is martyred by the Indians. This day in history presented by Fitzgerald Auto Mall. At Fitzgerald, it all begins with a low price in writing posted on the window of every car. Transparency and trust. That's the Fitz way. And that's our Today in History. It's 529 on AM Tampa Bay. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. And at 545, T Crass is here. Tom Krasnicki from the Ronnie and T Crass show down the hall here at 953 WDAE. And who won that game last <laughs> not, not, not <laughs> Good morning, Jack. <laughs> Funny, boy. You got a lot of jokes this morning. <laughs> you know, we were talking during the break. You're like, hey, the lightning finished second and I said, that's fine for a lot of teams. A silver medal. <laughs> but when you're used to finishing first, when you're getting the gold medal, finishing second or getting the silver medal is not so much fun. Yeah, you're right. But, you know, you look ahead. I mean, they've got some a pretty good basis for a pretty great team that we're going to just have to wait until next year to win it. They do, Jack. Look, the core of their, this team will remain intact. The injury to Braden Point, I thought, was huge because when he went out game six against Toronto and he tried to come back in the Stanley Cup final and it, it seems like a, the right hip, I think it's like a right hip injury. He may need surgery. I'm not exactly sure, but not having him in there, such a great two-way player because he's a dynamic player, great goal scorer, great defender too. I think not having him there was certainly big because you saw during that game last night, I mean, Stamber scored early. But then Colorado kind of dominated the game right after that. Most of the second period, the entire third period, Colorado was just flat out better and faster to the puck than the Lightning was. Yeah, so it's going to have to be wait till next year. And they could do it, Jack, because the core of this team, as I mentioned, will stay together. They've got a couple of free agents. Nick Paul, who was big, they got him in the trade deadline. He was outstanding. Andre Palat, who scored so many game-winning goals. He's got 12 of them in his career in the postseason. He's a free agent. Jan Rude is a free agent. So 
those are the other those are the only three free agents that they have so they're right up against the salary cap everybody else is coming back and I think they're going to be locked and loaded and ready to go. I, it could very well be Colorado and Tampa Bay again next year in the Stanley Cup Final. Yeah, and that would be something pretty incredible. Let's just hope we got the advantage and get four games at home instead of three. I think that's going to be imperative. You're absolutely right. And having a healthy Braden point, and I'll take Andre Vasilevsky over any other goalie in the world right now. Oh, yeah, he's pretty incredible. Doing a fantastic job. Well, we got the only good thing last night. The Rays swept the Pirates. And how they did it, Jack, was pretty remarkable because if you look at the the starting lineup that they put out there, it's a bunch of guys that the average fan doesn't know about. It looked like a triple-A lineup, and then they got Juan DeFranco back yesterday. They walked it off twice against the Pirates over the weekend. This Isak Paredes guy that came over in a controversial trade before the season. The Rays traded Austin Meadows to get this guy, and he has proven to be one of the best hitters on the team. He's on an unbelievable roll. He won the game for them on Saturday when they had two outs, and they were losing by one, 0-2 count. He gets his base hit to drive in two. He's been fantastic, so a big sweep for the Rays over the weekend. It's going to be a boring night tonight. No lightning, no Rays. Well, Until tomorrow night. I get to relax for one night, you know. That's not too bad. <laughs> Take it off. Yes. And by the way, the one thing Katie and I both said this morning is, darn, regarding the lightning losing, no boat parade. No boat parade, which sucks. I mean, that, that's become a staple of Tampa Bay sports. And look, I don't think it's the last boat parade we've seen. I think there could be more coming up in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, I I think second place is good enough for a boat parade i mean the second best in the entire nhl i think that deserves a boat parade well the the bar has been raised so high here it's like look it's it's like winter bus it's stanley cup or bust i mean anything less than that is not going to be acceptable and that's the way it has to be and i like that yep that's true well it's tom krasnicki or t crash we call him from the ronnie and t crash show down the hall at 95.3 wdae and um, also 620 WDAE. i got to get all these you, right. You're right on it, Jack. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Jack. Have a great day, buddy. You too. It's 549, time for John Thomas and traffic. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. And it is time to bring on Rory O'Neill now. Our NBC News reporter, and this report is brought to you by the Oncology Institute. And, Rory, we had the president signing gun control legislation over the weekend. Uh, the question, of course, is what is it going to do and when is it going to go into effect? Uh, right. So this is really, look, the gun control legislation signed Saturday morning is not what President Biden wanted to sign. He wanted something much more aggressive, an assault weapons ban, raising the minimum age to purchase weapons uh, up to 21. None of that is included in this. Uh, this package really deals more with school security, mental health, and supporting the red flag laws like the ones we have here on the books in Florida. Uh, a lot of it is sending money to states to help them set up these red flag laws. Also closing what they call the boyfriend loophole. Uh, you know, domestic violence abusers and others subject to domestic violence restraining orders 
uh, now will be uh, included in a national criminal background check uh, so that they would be unable to purchase uh, a weapon. Hmm. You know, I was just uh, saw a headline up here. I think it was on Fox News. We got a bunch of TV screens here, but uh, talking about how many people were shot and how many were killed in Chicago over the weekend. And of course, they've got some of the strictest gun control laws in the country. Right, and you know, again, a lot of these new rules don't really apply to the weapons themselves. Uh, it's again funding for mental health services, funding for school safety. Uh, it also clarifies the definition of a federally licensed firearms dealer. You know, in many cases, a person will sell weapons as a side hustle, as it were. Uh, but you know, it, it, depending on how much percentage of their income uh, would qualify whether or not they are a firearms dealer. Uh, and if they are, then the person doing the buying has to undergo a background check as well. So a lot of this has to do with background checks and mental health versus, you know, restricting the size of a clip, how many bullets it holds, uh, you know, what and exactly what the gun looks like if it's a quote-unquote assault weapon. And, of course, as we know, the bad guys are still able to get hold of the guns as we've seen in chicago and all the other cities and uh unless you would destroy all the guns in america <laughs> well they're trying to go after trafficking too to stop them from being sent into places like chicago and new york you know they come in from other states you know, they'll often come in from indiana into chicago so they're trying to stop uh get a handle on that as well through those gun sales uh, this had bipartisan support. We had 14 Republicans in the House cross over uh, and support it, including Congresswoman Maria Elvira Salazar from South Florida. She is a Republican who supported it. Uh, so there is bipartisan support for what passed. Again, uh, the Democrats who led the charge on this are very disappointed, but they say, look, this is all we can get uh, the way Congress is set up right now. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out and of course i'm sure it along with roe v wade and everything else is going to be a big issue in the elections coming up absolutely you know and don't forget the gas prices i know you'll oh, love gas, gas prices <laughs> yeah ours are slipping down a little now but they are i just saw that again what is it down 21 cents in the past two weeks i think yeah but says. yeah but still twice as much as it was a couple of years ago yeah gotta start somewhere yeah I guess so, but at this rate, it's going to take about a century to get them down where they were. Right. But I guess eventually we'll get her done. Rory O'Neill, our NBC News reporter, and this report brought to you by the Oncology Institute, a new kind of cancer care provider focused on clinical outcome, patient satisfaction, and designing a treatment plan that's right for you. Six locations across Tampa Bay. Make an appointment at the oncologyinstitute.com. It's 557 on AM Tampa Bay. Hers were out for a long time. Yeah, but I finally got it back. And love that beer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got some birthdays here to celebrate today. Greg Jones, Tony DeSisto, Laurie Vela, Peter Perez, Rick Baker, the former mayor of St. Petersburg, Howard Tripp, well-known name around here, and Scott Fink. And have you got any birthdays? 
I only have one. You have a whole list. I have my friend Rachel Teeple. Your friends have birthdays every day. I know. I act like I have a lot of friends, but I hang out with like three people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a lot of friends' birthdays. I do. And we've got, um, I think these are from, pretty sure it's Ben Ritter. Yeah, these are from Ben. What are the shark's two most famous words? Man overboard, or to be politically correct, person overboard. Uh, where do sheep go to get their hair cut? To the Baba right. shop. You got it. <laughs> the Baba shop. Did you hear about the two artists that competed in an art contest? It ended in a draw. Ah. Why did the nurse take a red pen with her to work in case she needed to draw blood? Uh-huh. And he said, oh, this, as he says, an oldie here. You remember who invented the telephone? Alexander Graham Bell. He says, pause and see if Katie knows. You knew that, didn't you? Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> well, do you remember who Alexander Graham Kowalski was? Can't say that I do. He was the first telephone pole. Polish. Kowalski. Oh, oh okay. okay. The first Polish citizen to own a telephone. The first pole, well, whatever. <laughs> I think you get it. Hey, we got a Twitter poll going, whether you're in favor of the Roe v. Wade decision by SCOTUS or against it, and what's it looking like now? Right now it is 70-30, 70% of people in support of the Supreme Court's decision. Yeah, I thought it might come out something like that. Have we got a lot of votes in yet? Yeah, we've got quite a few. A lot of people have voted pretty quick, too. Okay, and it's at WFLA News. Yes, sir, at WFLE News, and it's on Twitter. Yeah, so uh, get to Twitter and go to at WFLA News and get your vote in. We want to hear from you for sure. It's right at the top of our page. It's easy peasy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and coming up next, we've been debating what Lionel's going to be talking about, and we are getting close to finding out because our guy is going to be here in just a moment. It's 10 minutes after 6, time to check on traffic with John Thomas. This is, that, that's beyond the realm of this wonderful show. But what happened was in 1965, this crazy justice named William O. Douglas came up with a law that said that Connecticut could not prohibit contraception under this thing called the right of privacy. He made it up. It doesn't exist anywhere. The right of privacy. Jack, let's say you decide on the Harris Court, you as Chief Judge, come up with a doctrine and you say, you know, there are a lot of rights that are not enumerated in the Constitution, and I call it the right to stuff. And this <laughs> right to stuff allows me to, and then you go down the list. And then the next case based itself on the right to stuff. Now, meanwhile, people are saying, we don't know what the right to stuff is. What does this mean? And then another case, and another case. Finally, Fifty years down the road, somebody says, wait a minute, there is no right to stuff. That's what happened. 
There is no right to privacy. It's called substantive due process. So, Jack, here's what happens. It goes back to the states. That's it. I'm against, by the way, and I am pro-choice. I am absolutely pro-choice. And I've said the Constitution has, says nothing about abortion. I happen to be against the death penalty. I guess it makes me a liberal. There's nothing in the Constitution that prohibits it. In fact, it says it's deliberately okay. The Constitution does not speak to everything. Jack, there's nothing in the Constitution as to how many justices there are. Oh, yeah. The Constitution doesn't mention marriage, the vote, one man, one vote. It doesn't mention the Air Force. It doesn't mention... I mean, people think that this was a law. So, Jack, in conclusion, because no right of time, all you have to do is pass a federal statute. Saying it's legal. It's, it's to be protected fine. There's no constitutional right against doing that. Or file a constitutional amendment. Or go state by state. Abortion is not illegal. Rape, and by the way, finally, because they don't run out of time, in the Guttmacher Institute, do you know that rape and incest, which everybody talks about, everybody knows some, some relative who is the victim of this, that represents the smallest percentage of any of the abortions, the vast, vast, vast majority, according to this pro-abortion site, the Guttmacher Institute, is just convenience and birth control. So, I mean, stop all this craziness. Do you know what, Jack? You know who's smiling from heaven or wherever he is? Antonin Scalia. Oh, yeah. He is smiling because he always said, this is the worst case, and everybody agrees with this. Jack, your thoughts and comments? Well, I agree with you as usual, and I am glad they put it to the states, and I think uh, Governor DeSantis has been a, done a pretty good job in what he's pushed for here in the state of Florida. But but you know what? Let me tell you something, and, I, and I'll say this. I know we're out of time, Jack, because we're always out of time. <laughs> it, is, it, it, it is political suicide to actually run in a policy of wanting to abolish abortion. And also, let me tell you something. As far as gun, the gun permit case, that was the best. Bruin, oh, this is what Thomas said. This was, and let me tell you something. In New York City, where we are in New York State, I have to fill out, if I want to have a concealed firearms permit, I have to go to some clerk and explain to them why I need this. Why do you need this? I carry a lot of cash. How much cash? A hundred dollars? That's not enough. In Florida, you've got it. So all Thomas said was, if you have a constitutional right, you shouldn't have to beg to have it imposed. Yeah. <laughs> well, and let me tell you something. Everybody's yeah. going to be armed in New York City, legally. Yeah. And I can't wait. Yes, indeed. Lionel on Twitter, at Lionel Media, which is where I read him every day. Yes, sir. And YouTube, at Lionel Nation. And Lionel, you're why we look forward to Mondays, and we'll talk to you God next Monday. You. Thank you, my friends. Have a good weekend. You or, too. A week or whatever that was. A week. <laughs> it's 621 on AM Tampa Bay, and time to check in now with John Thomas and traffic. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. It's 625 on AM Tampa Bay, and Sarah Lee Kessler, our NBC News Radio reporter, joins us right now. And Sarah, what are the options available to women following? The decision Friday to overturn Roe v. Wade and put legislation uh, related to abortion into the hands of the states. Well, that really depends on where you live, right? So 
if you live in Florida, for instance, uh, there's now a law banning abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy that's going to go into effect July 1st. So women will be going to other states, I'm sure, if they can afford to travel. Not every woman can. Um, that's one option. Um, another option is a medication abortion. If you can get a doctor to write you a prescription for two pills that you can take up to 10 weeks of pregnancy, um, that will induce miscarriage. That's another way to do it. Um, but I think that some women who can't afford it are going to be very stuck. Uh, not all women are aware they're pregnant so early in their pregnancy. And um, there are some states that have banned abortion outright, like Texas and Oklahoma. Others have fetal heartbeat laws. We're talking about Ohio. Uh, it really is going to vary from state to state. Yeah, I, um, a lot of people feel that the Florida approach, of course, put together by the Republicans and the Republican governor, is not a bad one, giving you up to 15 weeks. Uh, yeah, although of, they don't, that's true. Yeah, they don't cover rape and incest and that kind of thing, which it needed to do. Yeah, that's a problem um, because uh, I mean that's that's one of the problems with uh, with the law in Florida. A lot of people would say, um, but certainly you know, fifteen weeks that's that's one of the more liberal restrictions that I've seen. Well, it uh, apparently is going to be able to stand, and it is going to be up to the states all across the country, and I guess. Well, as you said, women that can afford it, if necessary, can travel to another state if what they're looking you know, for is not available in their state. That is true. And one thing that's come out this morning that I think is really interesting that I'd like to share with you is that there are a number of companies. We're not talking about mom and pop operations. We're talking about huge companies with tens of thousands of employees say they'll pay travel expenses for abortion for employees who are forced to travel out of state. So we're talking about companies like Disney, for instance, uh, Facebook, Netflix, Apple and Citigroup, Starbucks, uh, Uber even. Um, so that might be another option. And then, of course, you're going to have states like New York and California, which are very liberal and which have already said that they will grant sanctuary status to women who want to come and have an abortion, um, they're going to become really uh, abortion magnets. We're going to see well, abortion tourism yeah. in these two states in particular. You're right about that. Uh, but Sarah Lee Kessler, our NBC News radio reporter, will be talking to you tomorrow. Okay, that's great. Good to talk to you. Our pleasure. It's 628 on AM Tampa Bay. <laughs> but she, like, there's a whole thing about it. She says there's physical stuff happening. It's not just emotional. I don't, I, I don't know what any of it means. But I've seen a lot of things like this. Like, there was a show that was running on TLC or something for a while, and there was a man who was in love with a car, one who was in love with roller coasters. Like, this whole objectum thing, I don't know if it just caught on from one person, but it's things, it's a, it's a real thing. I'm in love with my Bud Light. Yeah, there, there you go. Hey, I found a country dope of the, dope of the day oh, here. Oh, country? New Zealand. Mm. 
Um, and I'm going to read down through this thing. We're not going to have time for the whole story, but uh, the nation is moving on its regular, their fixation with man-made climate change. They plan to slap taxes on farts, on cow farts. They want to hit the sustainable, I'm reading this, development goals and get more brownie points from the UN masters. And so they're going after, well, cows and sheep as well. Is this for real? Yeah. (laughs) And uh, because they say it's causing greenhouse gas emissions and in New Zealand where they got so many of them, more than they have people and so they're going to tax them for whenever they do that. I don't know how they're going to, I mean, are people going to follow them around all day with a piece of paper? So, oh, there's one. Oh, here's another one. That's ridiculous. I wouldn't want to be standing there. I, I mean, I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I. It sounds like it's from the onion. It does. The new plan says uh, all of it's going to be taxed. But they're not going to start till 2025. But they said uh, most methane comes from when cows breathe out, and only a few or a little percentage is from their farts. However, the plan says they're all going to be taxed beginning in 2020. I'm just, that's crazy. And again, I, like you say, it sounds like it's from the Onion, but it was from oh, this is for some real. other I source. It up. It, I, it's on Daily Mail. This is actually a real story. This is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Well, that's our dope country of the day. It's six forty-one on AM Tampa Bay, and John Thomas has got your traffic. Travel cost for their employees, and you're right. Disney was one of them. Microsoft, Apple, Facebook, Uber. Uh, I think J.P. Morgan, Nike, even Kroger <clears throat> jumped in on it as well. Uh, Starbucks, I'm not too surprised about, or or Dick's, so sporting goods. So the idea here is they're 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 taking a political position, if you if you will, and a lot of times you have to wonder if that's going to sit well with investors. Now some investors aren't going to care, uh, but we do know that there's passionate um, positions on both sides of, of of the argument. So with that being the case, does it really serve a company? to be that public about what it is that they're going to be doing for their employees. And a lot of times with this type of announcement, it's set to distinguish, you know, that they're going to be, you know, taking care of their employees, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's the Harvard Business School that teaches people that are coming out of that school, if you're going to be going into business, it's always best to maintain that middle-of-the-road positions because you don't want to alienate a portion of your potential uh, you know, customers or people that are current customers by some of the positions that you take. And given uh, how quickly some of these companies came forward, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if there's a, you know, a pushback from, from anyone as we move forward as far as the uh, stock price or the demand for their product or service starting to soften. Yeah, that is so true what you say that um, companies really shouldn't get involved in anything political like that because you can conceivably drive away about half your customers well they do it when there's a when there's a tragic school shooting uh, or if it's something such as the roe versus wade they are very vocal and they feel it's their 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 corporate responsibility to make their position known we see that on uh, climate change and other types of things where you know there's a there's a split there's a divide between people who are that are on both sides of, of the discussion 
and be to to alienate a good portion of that is something that just doesn't make sense. And I remember when Tom Selleck was asked about his position on gun control years ago, and the actor said, "Why would I offer up my position and alienate half of my uh, half of my fan base? It makes no sense." And that type of common sense seems to be lost on a lot of these companies. But Jack, you and I understand if you're one of these CEOs for these companies and you do not come out and say something. It's going to be played as though you don't care, and as a result, it can be used against you. So a lot of times, these companies are forced to come out with these types of things to keep up with every other company that's their competition uh, who's there saying what they are. Well, um, looks like this debate is going to be with us for a while, and we will stay on top of it. And, Jay, thanks for joining us this morning. We'll talk to you Thursday. Looking forward to it, my friend. Thank you. Me too. And our listener is as well and before you do any investing you want to go to daytradefund.com daytradefund.com it's 649 on am tampa bay and here's john thomas now with traffic this is am tampa bay with jack harris on news radio wfla it's 653 on am tampa bay and we want you to go to our blog here we got some entertaining stuff in there to say the least that katie's put up here here's one how to get freshly squeezed orange juice without any oranges it's crazy how that can work right (laughs) yes it is you don't need any oranges in the house at all and you can get freshly squeezed orange juice yeah yeah and you can get in trouble with your wife (laughs) that too or your husband if you flip the script yeah you got a van ripped from a car carrying trailer after it crashes into a Florida overpass. And, and again, I keep mentioning this, but if, for our older audience members, you want to remember these Sunday TV programs from the 60s. And, uh, I mean, you're going to see some great old talents on these programs for sure. So uh, check it out at amchampabay.com amchampabay.com and we got a twitter poll going here too and how are we doing on that at wfla news last i checked it was 70 30 and it is still 70 30 70 percent of people in favor of the supreme court's decision on roe v wade 70 percent in favor of the roe v wade decision and 30 percent are against it correct um and something we got to talk about tomorrow is Leon uh, meant to get in it today, the celebration of Leon. That's something we created years ago, and it was for the benefit of uh, Metro Men, Metropolitan Ministries. And we haven't celebrated it in several years. It would be great to be able to bring it back. Um, But we did have big celebrations back then. And for those who aren't aware, Leon is Noel spelled backwards, and it's June 25th, which is six months from Christmas in either direction. Got some interesting email and Facebook stuff on Leon, so that was good. And one other thing I want to mention, a uh, note here from Jim Kelly, our other listener, about the Showman's Museum, which is in Riverview, uh, close to Gibsonton. And I haven't been there yet, but I've heard about it, and it's really incredible. 
54,000 square feet of fun memories and enjoyment. And basically, it's showing some of the great, well, things of the past here. Um, well, it's hard to describe, but if you go back in time and see rides and games and sequined costumes and colorful wagons of a bygone era. Our thanks to Jim Kelly for sending that to us. And who won that game last night, Aaron? Ah, it was rough. <laughs> that was rough. They played. Was. They played well. They fought they hard this season, and oh man, they got beat up. They were putting their bodies on the lines throughout the, the line throughout this entire Stanley Cup run, and just wasn't their year. Yep, I think next year will be our year. They'll have to come back. I know they'll be motivated. Yep, they will be motivated, and I think next year will be the best in the NHL. Second best this year, but we'll wait and see how it all works out. And kind of a boring night coming up tonight. No Rays games, no lightning, no nothing. Boring? You're hanging out with me tonight. Well, that's right. I forgot. (laughs) Well, we'll see you tomorrow morning at 5 on AM Champa Bay. Live it up. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.